Oh, wow, how's everyone doing tonight? Oh, welcome to the first ever live podcast taping of My Gorgeous Son, featuring Andy Bush, Everardo the Intern, and me, Andy's dad, Rowley! Oh, wow, 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 wow. Stop the music. <laughs> How you guys doing? Hey! Great. You like Andy uh, vamping at the beginning? You yeah, ever, they loved it. You ever tried to add production value and then um, and, and you get the opposite? You just get an awkward man standing at a keyboard chatting with someone in the audience who doesn't know they're a part of the conversation? You told me to just stand there and like just play along with the music. Literally, my words play. were sit at the piano, and if you can't play, pretend. And I did, and then someone said, show me a taste, and I said, I can't play along with it. Yeah, yeah, show me a taste. That's what they said. Oh, the line that has befuddled many a pianist. <laughs> show me a taste. The truth serum that forces a pianist's hand. Show me a taste. Well... I can't lie to this man or ignore him. Michael Jackson was playing and I could not play along with him. Then you pretend! The weirdest part is you were pretending and then when they asked you to give a taste, you could have just kept pretending. Andy is a give-it-all-up performer. That's true. If you call him out, he will. A, blush. B, quit performing altogether. Absolutely. C, how are you guys doing? Good, I'm good, I'm Dad. Good. Yeah. Yeah, it's me, your dad. Yeah. It's good. it's good to be back podcasting with you guys. Do you want to explain what the hell this Andy, why don't you explain what the hell this is to Someone all these nice know. people? Yeah, I'd love to. Well, um, the whole concept of this is basically I, uh, I had a life in Los Angeles and uh, it uh, fell apart. So I uh, kind of came home and lived with my dad, and now he's started this podcast to try and help turn my life around. That's right. That's very well put. Yeah. Thank you. And then I met uh, this young man at Ryerson University's yeah. podcast program. I'm a podcast major, uh, sixth semester, still getting some credits. That's and, nice. And uh, yeah, this is just great to learn kind of the ropes of podcasting, learning a lot of things we don't learn in class, actually. That's right. How to do it. Take, <laughs> you know. Now, what Andy did not mention is that I also bring in lovely guests each week to give Andy uh, advice, more or less, or just to chat with, serve as uh, sort of emblems of how to live. Yeah, and it always works out super well. Andy doesn't change. What is this guy in a sitcom? Come on. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. <laughs> this is a little part of the show we call What's New? There was, a, there was a woman in the audience who went, what? When someone played the sting, she was like, oh my God. What did you think? Why'd you get so excited? Yeah, yeah we got a laptop. <laughs> oh, it was the dance. Yeah. That's right. You did react to it like the, a woman in the audience of a daytime talk show. <laughs> Being asked by Wendy Williams how you do it. 
We got to come up with a signature live. Do you know that? How Wendy Williams? Do you know Wendy Williams? I don't know what I'm doing. She, uh, she hosts a daytime talk show. And like one of those ones that's classic, like, you know, very well lit. Like Ellen. You know, bad. Like, sort of like an Ellen. Yeah, like an Ellen. Okay. And, uh, uh, but like without comedy <laughs> or reason to exist. It just sort of feels like it's about community building, but for like very bored moms. You know what I mean? And so she, but she like has this catchphrase where she'll go into the audience, you know, the classic sort of like, what do you think of this topic? But her catchphrase is, how you doing? She just stole it from friends. Really? Yeah, and when she goes out, she goes like, uh, how you doing? And then all the women go, Wah! And then when they want to ask a question, uh, they have to be like, hi, uh, Wendy, I'm Vanessa from Idaho. Just want to say, how you doing? And all the other moms go, and then when he goes, how you doing? How you doing gets said 60 times an episode. <laughs> Wendy Williams feels like a public access show that snuck out of public access. Well, I hope we can get to that level. Well, that's we'll what find I'm it saying. Tonight. Yeah. We need, yeah, we got to find that catchphrase. Let's get some suggestions rolling. A suggestion for uh, what's the catchphrase? What's our show catchphrase for my gorgeous son? Anyone? Where are we at? Where we at is very good. <laughs> Where are we at? Let's go pretty good. I'm sorry. You had the unfortunate uh, instance of coming right after where are we at. But your mouth couldn't tell your brain that uh, that was a worse suggestion. Let's go is very confrontative. It's like you, you just come up to someone and you're just like, let's go. Where are you at? What are you up to? You're making me like, let's go. <laughs> where are we at is more of like, a, you're like kind of not sure. Where are we at? Are we doing well? Where but we let's at? go is like, fuck you, let's go. Let's like, go. That's what it feels you don't like. even know what they're asking. Let's go. You know, that's kind of Someone the, could be like, that's hey, kind of the could, thrill of let's go. Like, hey, could you tell me where, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's go has a Vin Diesel quality that I like. Wow, we're turning, anyone, we're turning around. We like, let's go now? I think that anyone who is foolish enough to suggest where we at <laughs> when let's go is on the table, <laughs> get your money back and hit the bricks. If we don't anyone want says let's go to me, I will go. And no, no matter where. Let's use it in context. Andy, say something to Everardo. Um, Everardo, uh, how are you doing today? Well, no, wait, wait. Was it? You have to say let's go! <laughs> No, he wanted he wanted me to say, say let's go to him. No, I want. What the <laughs> hell been, just happened? I've been that waiting. Was so all... easy. That's the first time I've ever let the two of you take something alone. And you, I just, who did I fuck it up? I asked him something. I've been Andy, waiting all day for hey, someone Brian, to ask did me. Did you let's drink go. all the milk? Let's go. No, there. I mean, come on. Turn that up. Turn that up. Turn that up! Oh my god, Let's Go is a hit. Wow. Let's Go seems like if you could do a code to insert a new character into Mario Kart, and he had like a goatee. <laughs> Let's Go? Yeah, he was like, a tur- like one of those Koopa Turtles, but with a goatee. So like... Uh, you know, like uh, all the other characters are like, Yahoo! But then this one's like, Let's go! I honestly thought you were going to do a, a pun. What? Like a goatee pun. Like a let's go tea. That- I honestly did, Dad. I'm sorry. I just thought I was like, Is he going to do it? He's going to somehow make it work? The idea but of a didn't... let's go tea pun makes me like, Let's go a little less. 
Did I ruin it? The idea that that pun could exist. Uh, Everardo, to quote a comedic genius, you went out there and you totally redeemed yourself with that line. (laughs) You totally redeemed. To quote that same uh, comedic genius, do not go in there. About Andy, I guess. Okay. What are we doing? Talk about Jim Carrey? Oh, Jim Carrey, yes. yes You're a fan right. of Jim Carrey. I am actually a fan of Jim Carrey. I was, yeah. My, my uh, high school self was a huge fan of Jim Carrey. How do we feel about Jim Carrey, everyone? Let's go! Well, get him out of here! I think we should rename the podcast Let's Go instead no. of My Gorgeous Son. That's, no. a, that's a dumb name. It's nice. Dad. It's about you. Yeah. <laughs> my beautiful boy. <laughs> what my what was that? <laughs> That lady again. Oh! Ah. <laughs> Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. I love I love his art, to be honest. Oh, come on, you don't. It's good. <laughs> you don't love his art. I could, I could see it being in a in a magazine. He uses like an yeah, ins- it could be in it could be in bad art magazine. <laughs> it could be in crudely drawn <laughs> quarterly. Yeah, it could be in, in front of like uh, like a, a painting of like a movie review for I don't. What was that? A painting of a movie review? You guys were like, uh, wait, wait, what? Wait, a painting of a movie review? I meant painting for a movie review. You guys are competing to see which of you will disappoint me more. (laughs) I think Jim Carrey. Finally, someone has the balls to paint people we all agree aren't likable in an unlikable manner. (laughs) Remember that Sarah Huckabee Sanders painting? He was like, I don't think she's very good. So here's a painting of her. Yeah, looking a bit, uh, you know, kind of ugly. <laughs> she did that? Yeah. Or he, he, drew, he painted her? You don't remember that? No. I Set the know. internet on fire. The <laughs> internet had not been so abuzz since Kim Kardashian balanced a wine glass on her posterior. <laughs> That's true. I honestly don't know these. Let's go! <laughs> Get out of jail free card. Yeah, how many times can you use that, Dad? Once. Yeah. I'm already overdrawn by two. <laughs> we are ten minutes into the show. Uh. Well, you know what? Since we're talking about famous comedians, do you guys want to see my new t-shirt? You got a new t-shirt. Yeah, and you're going to like it a lot. It's very fun. It's very fun. All right, here we go. Unzipping. Oh, i got to untuck my jacket. <laughs> Classic problem. All right, here we go. You guys like this? On the front, you want to read that, Everardo? It says, somebody. Yeah. Uh, stop me? Is it, gonna, <laughs> what is it? Is it going to get a hurt real bad. That's right. That's a somebody going to get a hurt real bad t-shirt. That's great. Where did you get that? From the Russell Peters fan site. Of course, his famous catchphrase, somebody going to get a hurt a real bad in the context of his father beating him. <laughs> I got to get some of those printed somewhere. Yeah. You gotta, you're going to undercut the Pete man? <laughs> I don't want to pay shipping fees. I'll just go to one of those places on Queen Street. And, you know, it's a pretty simple design. You are going to undercut the Pete man. Well. At the moment of his I career know. when he needs it the most. After appearing in multiple Dan Aykroyd Clamato ads. Yeah, he's resorted to selling t-shirts. Would you appear in a Dan Aykroyd Clamato ad, Andy? Yes. Would you do it? Of course. Why would you do it? I would get money for it. For the money? Yeah. What if it was like not that much money? 
Yeah. How much money would, would you do it for? Probably would. I like Dan Aykroyd. How much money would it cost to get you into the vortex of sadness that is Dan Aykroyd? <laughs> Sixty bucks. Sixty dollars. Sixty bucks and a Caesar that I can drink on set. Is Dan Aykroyd that sad? That's the saddest version of the Roger Rabbit shave and a haircut I've ever heard. <laughs> 60 bucks and a Dan Aykroyd Caesar. 60 bucks, that, that'd be good. Is he not that bad? I guess What so. is he now? I am. He's just a face that goes on different boozes. <laughs> <laughs> that is the saddest thing I can imagine. He did do the Crystal Skull thing, which was... He did the Crystal yeah. Skull, and now he's doing Komodo, and I think in between he was doing wine. <laughs> is that Crystal Skull shaped after his skull, do you think? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know the bottle of vodka that he sells? That's a <laughs> skull shape. I'm drinking out of Dan Aykroyd's skull. When I, I want someone to mm, grab feel, skin tastes... onto it and see if it looks like Dan Aykroyd. Oh, this skull. It tastes structure. like there used to be so many funny ideas in here once. <laughs> mm. Mm. Now it's just filled with booze. Mm, I can really taste the cocaine residue that blew away the last of the creativity. Mmm, <laughs> mmm. Well, you know what? There's nothing better than teeing up your own inadequate comedy than by ripping on a legend. Yeah. <laughs> Setting the bar high. Do you guys want to meet our first guest? Oh, yeah. We do have Let's go. Nothing wrong with that. Get ready to play an intro tune, Sean. And welcome to the stage, comedian Zoe Brownstone! Thank you. Hi. Oh, Hello. A needless seating complication from Everardo. <laughs> Smooth transition. No one even noticed. Wasn't even asked to, but relegated himself <laughs> further from the action. Well, you know. <laughs> Hello, Zoe. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm very well. This is my son, Andy. Hi. Hi. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Zoe. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's nice. What? That's good. That's a nice moment. And our next guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go. So welcome to the show. Uh, I don't know. Where the hell do we start? You're a comedian? Yeah. So I, the reason I wanted to bring you up on stage and uh, talk to you with my lovely son, Andy, is that he's been trying to get into the world of comedy for a little while now. Uh, he's done stand-up comedy how many times? S- several times. Several times. <laughs> yes. But how many times? S- several times. Yeah, but how many? Several, yeah. I don't know, like several. Like I mean, how many times was the audience like, good? Most of the times. Or how many times were they like, whoa? I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, yeah, like, I, I think I do all right. I just, I haven't, I haven't been doing comedy in, in quite a while. I mean, I, uh, I've kind of stopped doing what it. What do you think of this confidence? Ugh. You don't like it? It's a little lacking. Yeah. yeah. What would you, what, what do you see? This, what does this guy need over here? Uh, well, what, 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 what's, uh, what, what's holding you back? Ooh. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's, What's holding me back from doing stand-up comedy? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes, you know, you perform and you're not, you know, you don't uh, perform to the standard that you hold. And then you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) Then you just don't do it for a long time. What standard do you hold? I don't know. I just wanted to do well. Yeah. Sometimes you bomb. Like, you bomb. And then you're like, oh, fuck this garbage. And yeah. then you just go home and yeah. then you just never do it again. Zoe, how do you write a joke? How do you write a joke? What's the process here? Uh, I, like to, uh, I like to sit down. I like to sit outside and I like to, you know, have my 
I write on my phone. I don't write with a pen. Mm. Uh, but most so people modern. write. Millennial yeah, alert. I, Millennial yeah, alert. It's not good. I like to write on my piece of avocado toast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, on your phone. I li- with, you know, with a matcha latte if I can, you Ooh. know, if it's present. No. Um, you have to do it often. I don't think there's a proper method. I think it's like on a regular basis. It doesn't really matter where, just regularly. Because things are changing every day. And if you don't... <laughs> you got to reflect that in your life. Things do. Exactly. <laughs> Let's just take know. a moment like to think, to re- notice. Things do change every day. Right? Let's be honest. What the hell was that? <laughs> Did we just watch the first Everardo die and a new one be reborn? <laughs> Did someone just turn you off and on again? I was uh, not listening for a little bit, and then I just heard that last part. And I, I saw went, people looking this way, and I was like, I should say something. So you just repeated what she said? We like looked, it was profound? We looked that way because you started talking. <laughs> these lights are kind of getting... I'm not used to podcasting under these. These lights! He's doing the these lights are too bright bit. Okay. You also do comedy under lights all the time. That's, that's no, no, true. no. I will say huh? with stand up that you get one or two lights. There's like at least eight. This is a lot. There's of too many lights thank for Eduardo. Thank okay. you. So, so thank much you. No mere stand up could withstand no three lights no. and four blue We're lights. We're not sketch comedians. We're stand up comedians. That is it's the difference a... between sketch and stand up comedians. <laughs> exactly. That's it. That's the light only... tolerance. Yeah. Yes. For us stand ups, yeah. the only light that matters is the one at the end. And I think the one, <laughs> like, the one that tells you to get off the stage. No, the, the one, red the light, light at the, at the, end, the end. end. I'm pretty sure See? Bill Hicks made some T-shirts that said that somewhere. Oh. The light, the only light that matters is the one that tells you you have one minute left because you have overstayed yeah. your welcome. Any comic will tell you that. I, and any podcast, we did learn that at podcast school about stand up comedy. About stand up comedy. Yeah. Is that is that true? Is that is that a There's true? Well, I thought he was. I thought he was saying the only light that matters is the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, that's me too. where I thought we were going. That's to what that I one. thought we were doing. Death. Death. That's yeah. the only light that Speaking matters. Speaking of Bill Hicks, but yeah, downer. I, yeah. Speaking of probably Ooh. Dan Aykroyd, I don't know. I don't. Is it possible that this is just a, a very boring impersonator? <laughs> that it was his skull all along. Yeah. Yeah. He made a deal. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were saying, did he like die? Will he be dead by the time this thing comes out? <laughs> like, will Dan Aykroyd be dead and yeah. this will come out? He'll have the devil's clamato. <laughs> and he'll go, ah, 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 I have somehow no regrets. Ah, and he'll die. And then Steve Martin will honor him with like a fucking banjo song. <laughs> What happened to 70s comedians? You know what I mean? Is that just the fate of all comedians to become so, so boring? You guys know about the Steve Martin thing, right? How he just doesn't do comedy anymore, and then people go to his shows, and he's like, tells one joke, and they go, ah! And he's like, well, for my next bit, uh, here's 45 minutes of bluegrass. (laughs) But he's good at banjo. Yeah, but who cares? If the best banjo player came to town and you were like, I got free tickets, I would laugh in your face. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm going to see a mediocre movie over that. I don't Is know. it just him on stage? No, yeah. he's got a full band. So wait, he does one joke and then brings out a full band or the full band is there? The no, he's not it's not like a... he fools them. It's not like people think, oh, I'm going to see stand-up. No, but he's got the band there and then he'll tell a couple jokes to get you like greased up. Yeah. 
Also, I think just to be like, uh, I still, I still, I still got it. And then the audience is like, Yeah, you still got it. We fucking want this so much. And then he's like, Anyway, I know why you're all here. I won't deny you this anymore. <laughs> Are the songs funny? At least? No, they're not funny. They're funny in like a bluegrass way, which was like, Daddy went away and he said to come home, but oh, that's Daddy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like just like a yeah. that sucks. I just don't think that, I think people who are paying $45 to go see Steve Martin and they know it's banjo, they're not going to like flip a table. They know they, know they, they came no, to see No, I think they're going to leave quietly disappointed. Because <laughs> they're going to be like. Are they, are they hoping that, like, oh no, he's going to, this, this is a bit that he's doing. It says Steve Martin, banjo, band. And they go and they think that he's going to be like, I'm just fucking with you. No, I think, and they, he puts tri- a, I think they trick themselves and, be, and then they're like, uh, I know it's just going to be banjo, but this might be the last <laughs> chance I have to see Steve Martin, who means yeah. so much to yeah. me. Yeah. It, before he dies, so I gotta go see them, see him, and then uh, and then he plays the banjo, and then they leave, and they're like, I don't have any right to be disappointed, but man, that sucked so yeah, bad. Like, like when you go to see Liza Minnelli, she does jokes and then she sings, and it's a whole show, uh-huh. but it's like not her on a band. I don't know. I feel like Steve Martin. You can make a show out of it, like do a funny song, maybe do like a one and a hat. I don't know. Like, what did, did you wait, just what say? Did you say? <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> Hold on. That would be funny. One in a like, hat? Like, like How have out, you characterized uh, like, variety? Bring, yeah, bring out a funny hat. I don't know. <laughs> Remember the hat thing? Just think about it. Just think about Steve Martin playing banjo. In a funny fine. hat. Yeah. No, it's oh, fine. Okay. Yeah. Then think about Steve Martin just whipping out a funny hat. Whatever kind of hat you want. Maybe it's a fedora. I don't know. Sure. Maybe a Kangol. it on. The show is slightly <laughs> yeah. better now, I Yeah, think. Steve Martin in a Kangol hat. Yes. <laughs> Backwards. Ten gallon fucking... Ten gallon Kangol yes. hat. <laughs> He's got an actual Samuel L. Jackson hiding inside yes. it. Yeah, variety show. I like cool. that that's your idea of variety. If, that's, <laughs> if you get a kick enough from just a guy putting on a hat, you are going to love one-man shows. <laughs> Because that's all that shit is. One guy, like, eight hats, a couple accents. Oh, baby, yes. And here's my Hispanic neighbor in a hat. You know what I mean? Did you, did you, did she, do you have any more advice for me personally, just in my life? And, last and lines of advice. Yeah, last so lines of advice. Keep going. Keep oh, writing. Keep yeah. doing it. Thank you. Got you. a dad who supports you. That's already you're a step ahead. Would you call this support? Oh, fuck yeah. All right. You got a podcast called My Gorgeous Son. My parents won't speak to me. This is beautiful. No, yeah. are you not really? being serious about that, are you? <laughs> Just tossing uh, that in at the end. Just yeah. when yeah, we're Jesus. out of time. <laughs> Hold on a second. Yeah, oh, well. Just... Bring all the next guests. Do you have classic like parents who are like, I wish you hadn't gone into comedy and I'm ashamed? I mean, they're Jewish, yeah. Hell yeah, let's do I can't say that, but here we are. This is what I think, too. Just kidding. That's So it's true. It's real. It's not not true. Yeah. yeah. So it's true. Yeah, sure. What do they want you to be? Successful. But. At anything, they just don't see it happening. Well, once this podcast <laughs> drops, I mean... Yeah. Who's to say show, what's going to happen to all them. of us? I'm going to, yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> this will be the one that pushes the parents' respect over right, the edge. Yeah, just... Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Your next guest is a very fun guy that I met on the streets of Toronto. He's a teen, and his name is Gavin! Wait, wait, Gavin. Where's your wheelie thing? It's over there. So you have, what is that thing called? Uh, Electric unicycle. 
You got Just it. most teens have one. You got to show people this electric oh, Jesus Christ. Right now? Right now. Let's get that intro music going again. All right. Oh, here we go. Oh, my God. Here we go. Oh, here we go. Yeah. For the listeners at home, I will not be describing what I'm seeing. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, it's got lights God. on it. Look at that. It the is lights. amazing to see. That's cool. <laughs> That's is cool. that how fast it goes? So it's basically walking speed? Okay. (laughs) I mean, that's amazing, but it doesn't get you there faster. It just gets you there more embarrassingly. It can... Hey. I'm sorry. Why can't I be mean? It doesn't work when I do it. No. You got to be cool. Okay. You can't say that kind of stuff. You can just say coded things about the Jews. (laughs) Is that too hard? Too far? Gavin, how are you? I'm sick, honestly. I'm very good right now. Oh, sick in a good way, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Honestly, I'm, I'm feeling great. That's tight. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know. Cool. What the hell is this? How long have you had this little wheelie? <sighs> I don't know, since I was like 11, dude. It was like, uh, it was actually everyone, like, everyone on my block got one, so I was like, I gotta get one, you know? How old are you now? Fucking 14, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that is apparent to everyone here. Yeah, man. You got one of those classic... 14-year-old Jeff Foxworthy mustaches. <laughs> yeah, dude. I developed so early. It's actually... My teachers say it's sick. <laughs> hey, but did your teacher mean it in the way that you meant it? No, 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 no. She thought I was ill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like a glandular thing. But barely. Barely I am. She thought you had Jack's disease. Yeah, but I got fucking Gavin's disease. <laughs> What's that? It's too cool for school, you know? <laughs> oh, is that your way of saying you dropped out? <laughs> I dropped out of school, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was too cool for it, so, you know, I got out of there. All right. That doesn't say... Okay. Cool, man. Yeah, right man. on. This is my son, Andy. He's a bit dude? older. What How's up? it going? How's it going? Andy was a teen once, too, you know. No. Oh, the late 60s. Can you believe Not it? Not late no. 60s. Sick. Like 69. <laughs> this guy's on my beam. Yeah. 69. Beam bros. Man. Hell yeah. I was a teen in the 90s, Dad. I was a teen in the 90s. Maybe no. 96. Yeah. You were like 45 in the 90s. I'm not 45 and I'm not 45 now. You were a teen in the 90s? I was a teen in the 90s, Dad. You don't remember. What's some like sick teen like toys you played with and shit? Like, uh, like, the, like the unicycle. What'd you know. ride to school? Uh, I just rode a bike to school. I didn't ride an electric unicycle or anything okay. like that. But we had, yeah, we had pogs. And... Two wheels is lame, man. What kind of toys did you play with? Uh, you know, I, well, I mean, when I was younger, I played with, like, G.I. Joes and Transformers and He-Man and that stuff. But that wasn't teen stuff. Teens were more like just, you know, Nintendo and Genesis and all that stuff. That's how old I am. That's yeah. what... I like how you established, you developed some teenage vocal fry at the end of describing, <laughs> you know, like a Nintendo and Genesis. Or I liked it. I liked it. I thought it was sick. You related to I that. I was into it, yeah. yeah. I was like, maybe I should listen to this guy, like hear him out, you know? Well, all this shit is coming back now. This is like popular. All like the Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Transformers. That's my generation. Everyone's obsessed with it now. But It's, it's your GG generation. Remember, that was your favorite song. That's... We won't ever give up for about... Well, never, never give up for about me and my Gigi generation. I don't know that Remember song. Remember that Limp Bizkit song? <laughs> I really don't. I think that was actually... I was too old for that song. No, you remember that song. You used to, I used to hear it blasting out of your bedroom every day. And my Gigi generation. You keep singing it, but Remember I... the best Limp Bizkit lyric was, Because uh, it's my way. My way or the highway. It's exactly the same tune. <laughs> 
they always had a way of being like, they're, they're going to be hardcore. They'd be like, going to smash your face my way or the highway, you know? <laughs> my way or the highway. Like, why not just say it's my way and then stop talking? <laughs> why you have to add or the highway? That's also something like a dad says to his kid. That's what yeah, I he's mean. Like, yeah, he's like, oh, it's my way or the highway. Hey, imagine a bunch of teens in like backwards hats being like, it's my way! My way or the highway. <laughs> I won't fill the car up with gas. <laughs> What's new? What's the new uh, music? What's your new favorite? Uh, are you listening to rap? Is everyone listening oh, to rap every day, now? Every day of my life. Rap? Yeah, man. What kind of rap? What's rap now? Just like I usually listen to like trap rap. What's trap rap? It's like electro rap. That's it. That, that, that summarizes it pretty well, I thought. Andy, does that clarify things for you? Not at all. Trap rap. What's so we, do you trap, know rap? trap rap? I don't know trap rap. Do you get trap? Like, does it trap you? Is it that rap that sounds like emo music? I think Zoe's asking if, if it traps you. Is this the musical equivalent of an escape? Yes, game? yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. You exactly. listen to it, and it like it, at first you're really into it, and then it, it gets gives all these like hints and clues and shit, and you have to like go find them around the city. It's also like urban exploring a lot. That's trap That's rap. That's trap rap. It's sick. That's it's amazing. all. It's not even just music. It's an all experience kind it's of like thing. Like a Dan Brown rap experience. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you know him. You know DP. Yeah, yeah, that guy's bro. sick. Yeah. Old DB. ODB. <laughs> Dan Brown is fun. <laughs> yeah. I like how Dan Brown tells his mysteries, and he's like, it's got to be about a piece of art. And he's like, hmm, what art should it be about? Oh, I know, the most famous painting in the world. It's got to take place in a museum. What museum? The most famous museum. Like, I feel like Dan Brown has heard of one of everything. <laughs> you should listen to his music. He's really revolutionary. Yeah. Is Dan Brown secretly Danny Brown? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. You can barely understand what that guy says, dude. Yeah. It's like a whole quote or a whole uh, code. Yeah. Different, different word. Danny Brown, you think, yeah, you think he's a hardcore dude, but when he sits down to write a book, <laughs> he really softens right up. Do you guys know Danny Brown, rapper Danny Brown? Ooh. Anyway, if you know Danny Brown, that joke was a lot of fun. <laughs> Let's go! Oh, it's surprisingly, kind. it's still working. I'm amazed. It's a lot of fun. Wow, jeez. So I have a question for you. Yeah, what's up, what's up, so you seem to have a lot of confidence. Yeah, that's and, con- yeah. yeah, just kind of like how, I mean, wh- where does that come from? This is good. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, because we need this for the old uh, ball and chain here. <laughs> what? <laughs> We're le- I'm your wife, wife, too? We're legally married. <laughs> ah, that's sick. Chuck and Larry situation going. I on. don't think that's the plot that's of Chuck and Larry. That's not the plot. He doesn't marry his who son. Chuck you? and Larry isn't a dad and son who are married to each other. It's not a dad and son who get gay married. Yeah. Like, yeah, and then the whole town's like, purposes. they can't do this gay. <laughs> that's like the issue, and everyone ignores. That's the problem. Everyone ignores the incest. Confidence? Confidence. Yeah. Honestly, how long is the. Chip of your dad. Because yeah. <laughs> that's what you got to get. No, how long is the chain attached to your wallet? Like, roughly. I, I don't have a chain attached. Oh. Okay, well, that's your first problem, right? All right, okay. <laughs> Where's that wallet just floating around yeah. back there? No, it's <laughs> in my breast even... pocket of my blazer. It's your breast pocket? It's a chest pocket when it's for boys, Andy. And if you have something down your, near, near your crotch, you call it a dick pocket. <laughs> I didn't know that. And then if you have something in your back pocket, you call it a man's ass pocket. Okay. Yeah, dude. Your dad seems to be honestly have a lot of confidence. Why don't you just ask him? Well, he doesn't really want to give me any answers. He just kind of like shoots me down. All the, the moment time. he gets enough confidence, he'll leave me at the altar. 
we get we renew our marriage vows once a month. It's the only way to let me stay in his house. Yeah, yeah. I've this is there. a new wrinkle. Been there, yeah. been there. Yeah. Where's it come from? Where's the well of confidence come from? The the, wall, the wallet pocket, the the chain. Yeah, dude. You gotta like. You just gotta like look at yourself in the mirror every morning and just say, "I'm fucking worth it." You know, like I I'm a man. I'm I'm worth love. I'm worth friendship. I'm worth everything that my teachers say I'm not worth. <laughs> well, there so you, you go. That was intense. That was intense. That I'm sorry, dark. man. I didn't mean to be intense. I'm just kind of the way I am, I guess. Did you find that dark, Zoe? I found that a little dark. Just yeah. the last part. Yeah. Are you, yeah. Are you having troubles at school? No, dude. Don't ask. It sounds like there's a little bit of crack. I just saw a little crack in your no, confidence. there's no crack. Are you kidding me? Just well, to like... Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying there's like just right at the end there. Gavin, is there something you want to talk yeah. about? No, man. There's are nothing. Are you being bullied? No. <laughs> are your teachers bullying you, Gavin? No. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. It's fine. It's fine. I bully them right back. I give it right back to them every time. What do you do? They're like, you're useless. And I'm like, no. You know, I'll always say that. I'll always say that. And everyone kind of knows me as like the guy that gives the teachers shit, you know, because like I give it back to them. Yeah. Yeah, I give it right back. And then I, I have to leave the class because I have to go to the bathroom usually after that. This got really dark. I don't know why I thought that the end of this tunnel about <laughs> tell me about bullying in your school would be comedy. <laughs> but this is just a real type of situation <laughs> that, that a non-teenager is pantomiming <laughs> on behalf of teenagers everywhere. Dude, teens get it, man. They know what I'm talking about, dude. <laughs> Do they? Yeah, are you sure. admitting here <laughs> before all of us that you are not a real teen? Yeah, oh, dude. I meant other teens, like fellow teens know what I'm talking about. You have, have a mustache. I know you're older than you say no, you dude. are. Is the reason you're being bullied in school because you show up at school as a clearly almost 30-year-old No, man? dude. I'm telling you. They bully me because I'm different, man. Not because I'm That is older. the that's definition pretty... of different. I don't think that's it, man. Yeah. Do I have a mustache? Yeah. Did I... Did I uh, develop older than other students? Yeah. Develop older. Yeah, I developed way what older. What is develop older? You know, you just, you know, you develop, you grow. Like, I'm, am I am in numbers? Am I older than my classmates? Uh, absolutely. Many years. But, like, you know, I just developed at so, an older age. So you think that high school grades should be measured by how old you desire to choose to be? Yeah, exactly, dude. Just, like, all my classmates happen to be the same age that they feel they are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you are just, according to every way that we measure age, older than them. I mean, yeah, if you're going to measure age in the traditional sense with, like, a fucking thermometer, yeah. Not how you measure age, but are you, so how old, how, how old are you by, like, technical time standards? 31. 31? Yeah. Wow, wow, that's way too old for high school, my man. Dude, I feel 16. Sure. How old are you? I'm the age I said I was off the top. <laughs> How old did you say you were again? A plump 65. You're 65. I'm 65. Oh. I was a teenager in the 60s. The like, same as your son. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And the same as I accused. You know, I did, and I did some cool 60s things. Sick. Bet you didn't know this, but your old man was at Altamont. 
You were at Altamont. You know that concert? You know that concert, Young uh, People? In 1969, the Rolling Stones concert where a young man uh, was killed by the uh, security, which was because this, because they hired Hell's Angels to be security. <laughs> and then someone like touched a Hell's Angels guy's motorcycle, which was just in the crowd. <laughs> and then they descended on him with knives. Yeah, of course. We all talk about it at school all the time. <laughs> talk about that? I was at that concert. No. And it was crazy. They say it ended the 60s. They say it ended the wow. 60s. What year was it? 1969. <laughs> December 31st. December 31st, 11.59 <laughs> p.m. They say it ended the 60s. It ended the 60s. <laughs> but it was pretty cool. You know, I got to see some cool bands, and I was right up close looking at them. You know what I mean? Like, me and my buddies, me and my pals, we were right up close, like right along the front of the stage. Yeah, so that was fun. Wearing our leather jackets, that was a lot of fun. That was fun. They even let us bring our bikes in. Yeah. Dad, are you trying to imply that I'm amazed you that were... they didn't check us for knives, but uh, great time. Did you stab? Hmm? Did you stab the guy? Hmm? <laughs> Did you stab the guy? I. Listen. Was I the first one to stab him? No, of course not. But as I was like Senator number five descending on Caesar, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't Brutus. I wasn't Brutus, you know? But once I saw what was going on, I was like, that doesn't look so bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, kind of. In my defense, that was the last day I ever spent with the Hells Angels. After that, I was like, I don't like what I'm becoming, frankly. Well, that's nice. Obviously, the low-grade cocaine is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I love riding around on my bikes, and I love intimidating people all the time. But it was too, you didn't like what you were getting into. It was a bridge too far when we you stabbed You were a teenager him. at this time? Yeah, I was a teenage hell's angel. Wow. That's so sick. That's every kid's dream. It was. And they were so cool. You know, they were like, come on, let's uh, stab this guy. Actually, that was the day I joined. <laughs> that was your initiation. I saw them stabbing a guy. I was like, whoa, that looks good. Uh, <laughs> they were like, want to join? I was like, yeah, yeah. I stabbed him once, and then I thought, not for me. Do you remember who was playing at the time? Like, what music was the backdrop of this? Yeah, I believe it was um, uh, a young Limp biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> like, so young. What's that? <laughs> oh, we got Oh, we're running so long. Yeah. This is uh, your fault, Everardo. Please welcome your final guest of the night. What a treat to have him. He's a comedian in town from Ottawa. It's Greg Houston, everyone. Oh, Andy, play something nice for us. Play something nice. Thank you. What the fuck? Slide that chair over. Play something nice. How are you doing, Greg? I'm great. How are you guys? Oh, I'm doing just great. Just great. Andy, pop your guy in there and uh, play something nice. Greg, you got any requests? Um, Dolly Parton. I can't play Dolly Parton. Working nine to five. Working nine to five. Yeah! An absolute pipe dream for the likes of Andy. Yeah. Yeah, you know that Dolly Parton song, A Thing That Plays When You Touch a Weird Doorbell? That's good. What do you think you're playing here? You do it. I can't do it. I'll play this. So I don't know. That's the closest I can come. 
to playing it. I don't know. That was really good. It's amazing I got all of that out of the last four keys on the keyboard, but when you got it, you got it. Greg, how are you? Welcome, welcome. Oh, yeah, move on in, Greg. Move on in. Why did we have this piano in the first place? Why are you just standing there? Sit down. <laughs> You're worried an audi- more audience is going to show up at midnight when we've already lost six audience members? Like, people are going to rush into the hallway like, what's going on in there? Something that I no longer want to be a part of. <laughs> you got to see it. And sit at the worst possible angle. <laughs> Greg, how are you? I'm doing great. That's good. Yes, I already asked you. What's, so what brings you into, why are you, leave, why are you not in Ottawa? Why are you here? I was uh, just over in London, uh, the good one in the UK. Ooh. I don't believe that. Is that the one you were in? Yeah. Oh, you told me earlier that you were in London. I assumed, I assumed it was no. Ontario. No, 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 the good one. The good one. Oh, well, that's a hey, matter of contention. Yeah, whoa. Take that, Labatt. Yeah, geez. <laughs> why are you in London? Turns out you can just buy tickets to London. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. On the so, aeroplane. Yeah. Uh, and then I just uh, did a bunch of shows and uh, saw a bunch of museums. How does, an, how does a London comedy crowd receive comedy? Is it like more or less the same or are they sort of like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the end of their laughter, it's always that. It's that? Yeah. It trail off? Yeah. Like a walrus cleaning out his <laughs> whiskers? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you saw museums because they're free over there. Yeah, yeah. It turns out when you steal all the exhibits, it's uh... Ooh. Oh, I see what you're saying. Shots fired. What'd you see? Like, what was the best stolen exhibit? The Rosetta Stone. What, now, what's the... Ro- I know the Ros- Rosetta Stone. Give us the legend behind the Rosetta Stone, <laughs> to what's the best the... of your knowledge. Sure. Uh, it's a stone. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Three languages on it: uh-huh. uh, Egyptian hieroglyphics, Greek, and let's say Sumerian. Uh, let's not say we did. Come okay. on. Uh, and it's a an edict that someone uh, proclaimed uh-huh. in, let's say, the city of Rosetta, uh, and then so it actually deciphered the hieroglyphics. The uh, sweet we man. Have, <laughs> we have the Greek alphabet, right? And we have the Sumerian, but we never understood what hieroglyphics meant before that. That's the thing? That's, That's the key the thing. that turned the lock, that opened yeah. the door to Egypt and films like Stargate? <laughs> yeah, and all the Stargate series. That's is... right. Do you know that, Andy? Without the Rosetta Stone, you wouldn't have your favorite uh, TV series, SG-1. <laughs> That's one of a series of uh, Stargate uh, actual series. This guy knows all about Stargate. (laughs) What else is? No, I know about the Rosetta Stone. I know more about the Egyptian. There used before that there was a guy who 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 said he totally translated the hieroglyphs. His name was Athanasius Kircher, and he just kind of like said this is what they mean, and everyone believed him, and he was he was just total bullshit, like complete bullshit. Everyone believed him. He also made a he also made a piano. Out of cats. No joke. He made a cat piano. Like, I'm not kidding. It was not funny. It's, not, it's actually it's kind of... It was like a cat... No, 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 no. I don't mean like killing cats. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. He didn't make it... Like, it like was actually... It was, or yeah, cat? no, no, not cat guts. Their teeth? No. And what was this guy's name? Athanasius Kircher. Well, I know another guy named Ashtonisius Kutcher who famously said, Dude, where's my car? <laughs> 
And he made a piano out of cars. I really thought that it would be an interesting fact. He did not kill any cats. It was just a theory. It was in the 1700s. So they were different back then. So, yeah. The 1700s? Yeah, when he made the, the cat piano. It was more like... What the, so what the hell do you mean when you say cat piano, if not dead cats in a piano that's just a normal piano? It's, I didn't come up with the fucking thing. I'm just like Athanasius Kircher. Came I up feel with, like to all of us right now, you may have. I feel like I've totally destroyed the show. <laughs> no. With I this mean, cat piano thing. I think we all just want to know what the hell you're actually talking about. It's a fucking piano where, like, you would hit it, and then essentially there'd be, like, little things that would poke the cats, yeah. and he would listen, he would, like, hear the cats meow or the, the yell, and they, he would line yell. them up. They would line them hey. up. He would line them up based on the, on the pitch of their meow. Right. So when it hit, they'd be like, meow, and it would just, I swear to God, this was in the 1700s, it was a cat piano, look it up online, and it, 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 it would play it. This is the most confident I've ever seen you when you were talking about the cat piano. Agreed. Now, Everardo, yes. take us home. You've got a game that we yeah. like to wrap up every uh, show. Can you pass me that notebook there? This is an Everardo is... trivia game. Or oh. something of the likes. Sean, can you play a little intro? Oh, wait, Andy's going to take oh, it. Andy, Andy, give us something good. That's good. That's great. All right, so this is you know the part of the the show where I do a, a trivia based game, and it's a trivia game. So this one, <laughs> this is already a debacle. <laughs> so it's, you know, since this is our first uh, live podcast and the first time anyone else has heard this, this trivia game is based all on firsts. Okay. So let's get right to it. All right. Uh, fir- uh, when was the first robot built? Was it A, 1957, B, 1890, C, 1942, or D, 1981? Mm. Zoe, you got an answer? I think it's B. It's B? Why do you think it's B? 1890? Why, yeah. why, why do you say that? Well, I mean, like, robot as in, like, machine that does like, something? Yeah, like a robot, yeah. yeah. Like, maybe it could be a steam... That would be, like, a steampunk yeah. <laughs> robot, oh, okay. maybe. Well, because I see like I mean, a I, like a clock, like someone could argue a clock is a robot. <laughs> <laughs> that person would be wrong. Okay, fine. All right, fine, fine. Yeah, all right. I, I, got a I rec- rec- ro- my answer. I got a robot. Can you believe that? I can wear it on my wrist. <laughs> it's incredible. It has one function. That's okay, Zoe. Yeah. I think so? a toaster is like a robot. A toaster? Yeah, it knows when your toast is done. Greg, what do you think the answer is? 1957, 1890, 1942, or eight, 1981? 1890 for sure. You think Ooh, it's early? That's like, two for uh, 1890. I think it's even early. 19, uh, 42, you said? Yeah. Yeah, height of the uh, Second World War. <laughs> yeah. Hitler's grasping at straws. So it's like, I got a crazy idea. <laughs> He's losing soldiers left, right, and center, and he's like, now what if? Everard, what's All the right. goddamn it was, answer? It was 19... And it was named Saigon, made to deal with poisonous or explosive materials or be a household helper. (laughs) Hey, what's the difference? Am I right, fellas? Wife and kids! Wife and kids! Wife and kids, Zoe! Yes! What? Okay, next question. (laughs) She signed off on it. It's an okay joke. Son of Dracula... The first ever Dracula-themed musical was written by which duo? A. Rodgers and Hammerstein, B. 
Harry Nilsson and Ringo Starr, C, Elton John and Bernie Taupin, or D, Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice? What, no Scooby and Shaggy? Come on. <laughs> Come on. Durst and the one with the weird Dracula. contact on <laughs> So what do you guys... Rodgers and Hammerstein... I'm going Elton John and whoever the other guy was. Bernie Taupin. Bernie Taupin, okay. I'm what about you, Zoe? What do you think here? When was the musical written? Um, oh, yeah, I can reveal clear. that, I guess. 1974. That's a big hint. I'm going to go with Andrew Lloyd Webber and the other person. Ooh, good guess. <laughs> this would have been pre-Cats. Pre-the height of... Pre-Joseph? Wait, what was, this? what was C again? Um, okay, A. Rodgers and Hammerstein, oh, Harry Nilsson and Ringo Starr. Elton John and Bernie Taupin and Andrew Lloyd Webber and with Tim C. Rice. I'm going with Ringo Starr. Ringo Starr. What do, we have any, what do you guys think of the goddamn do audience? We got some Rodgers uh, and Hammerstein. Okay. Who's this? Star? Star, we got some Hammerstein. I really think it's Ringo as well. Yeah. It is Ringo Starr oh, and yeah. Harry Nilsson. Play some Nanny! <laughs> Harry Nilsson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know that song very well. Harry Nelson asked Ringo to do this after he recorded Son of Schmilson. <laughs> then he recorded Son of Dracula. Hit oh. song Daybreak. Lyrics are Here comes the sunlight. It's making me sad. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Play some Daybreak, Andy. Play some goddamn Daybreak. Everardo, let's hear how it sounds. It's like, here comes the sunlight. It's making me sad. And uh, no, Ringo, does, Ringo does show up in... It's a movie. And it, Ringo shows up as family advisor to Dracula's son. And Ringo is Merlin in this movie. This is peak Ringo silly. You know what I mean? Crazy. It's a goofy idea. You wonder how he pulled it off. And then historically, he didn't. <laughs> Just a real Ringo of an idea. Check out the movie. It's it's some it's Does good. Does the sun it's have good. a name? Uh, yeah, it's Countdown. I think. Oh, Countdown! Oh my God! I never said that out loud. No! <laughs> wow. <laughs> this sounds good. What fucking? I want to see this now. Now I love it. It's yeah. It's Countdown? good. Countdown. I have really. To be fair, I really only know the song Daybreak, and it is good. <laughs> How many more questions do you have? Over right. Right we'll do uh, uh, two more. Let's do two more. Two yeah. more. Yeah. All right, two okay. more. All right. So, uh, what happened in the first ever Garfield comic strip? Did he a eat lasagna? B ask to be fed. C does a dance. Or D John kisses him. <laughs> Whoa! Wow! Did all you make of three above. of these up? If it's D, that would be the first time that a first comic strip and a first comic strip's fan art merged at the very beginning. Because that's something I've thought about, John Kissing Garfield. <laughs> does it dance? Your name um, does, does it dance? Okay, first ever comic strip. What is it? Uh, does it does dance. dance? Eat lasagna, asks to be fed. Oh, no, it's does B. Does it dance? Or does John does kiss it dance? Him? That's so out of character. Yeah, I know. Has to be fed. Garfield does. would dance sometimes when he would have, he'd like, remember on the cartoon, he'd like dance on a fence and the moonlight? Oh, yeah, but his lids would still be heavy <laughs> and he'd be rolling his eyes like, like I really want to be doing this. 
Yeah, it did seem out Garfield of was the character. original Peter Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> what? You know what I mean? Yeah. Where he's no. like, uh, I'm no a dance man, oh boy. Lois, give me my, uh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Is that a pretty good family guy impression? <laughs> hey, Lois, uh, can I, where's my um, thing that will offend you? <laughs> anyway, doesn't matter. Greg, what do you think? What do we think here? Oh. I think dance, because I don't know if the first strip would have had like the show Bible of lasagna, <laughs> feed me. Wow, John and his. You think this was? You think you think you think he just Jeff Davies just started drawing and then the Bible came yeah. later? The show Bible. <laughs> yeah. Zoe, what do you think? What did Garfield do in the first damn strip? I don't. Uh, I don't read Garfield comics, but I. Oh, so you have no I wanna, way of knowing. I, w- I just like saying the word lasagna. So yeah. there, I said it. Why do you like that so much? It just feels classic good in the Garfield. Mouth. I will say. Yep. Do you remember that Lil Wayne uh, lyric? Real G's moving silence like lasagna. Isn't that a good lyric? Mm. Great. That is that your favorite smart. lyric. Yeah, I love that Poetry. One. You like that one? Oh, yeah. Does everyone like that Lil Wayne lyric? <laughs> Am I hipping with it? <laughs> the answer is B, he asks to be fed. Oh, yes! The first strip is John introducing himself. He's like, hello, I'm John Arbuckle. No. I'm a cartoonist. Second panel is Garfield. He's like, I'm Garfield. I'm a cat, and this is my cartoonist, John. And then the third panel, John's like, all we're here to do is entertain you. And then Garfield says, feed me. Wait, fuck it, hold on a second. John Arbuckle creates Garfield? I guess. I don't know. So John know. Arbuckle in the, he's like, I, I guess he's a cartoonist like, in the Arbuckle's world of Garfield. job is cartoonist? I this is layered. I don't know yeah. if it's officially canon, but it's it, is, uh, I I, okay. it was in the debut strip. I wow. wonder if he struggles to come up with ideas and he can't see the perfect strip right before his <laughs> eyes. A talking sassy cat. Last one, Ev. Last, last question. One. Okay, when was the first known instance of a guy sucking his own dick? <laughs> <laughs> Where, these are all over the map, Everardo. They're all on theme of first. Was what? it A? So first known instance of a guy sucking his own dick. Wait, what was the, what was the answer to the first Garfield one again? When oh, did yeah. that come out? He asked to, to be, to be fed. fed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Not in a funny way either. Just yeah. a blunt way. Anyway. All right. First ha- known guy who ever sucked his dick. Was it Marilyn Manson? Or wow. when was it? Marilyn Manson, ancient Egypt, the 1960s, or three years ago? <laughs> yeah. Gavin, do you think it was Marilyn Manson? No, it's... Th- when was it Marilyn Manson? <laughs> Fuck oh, yeah. You yeah. did this you know on what the, I mean. the, year the of ride our, over. The year of our Lord, Marilyn Manson. O2. <laughs> you know what I mean. When that was going around. It was ancient Egypt, for sure. You're referring to the famous Marilyn Manson removed two of his own ribs to suck his own uh, wanker. Which is a lie. That's fake. You think that's fake? It is fake. Do you want to know the craziest thing? I heard that in the original Bible, Adam removed one of his ribs to suck his own dick. (laughs) And then it turned into a woman, and he was like, oh, boy. (laughs) That's not what I asked for. I just wanted to suck my own dick. So I think it's I think it's Egypt. I think that absolutely Egypt, happened Egypt? as okay. early as possible. Zoe, what do you think? Three years ago, hundred percent. Three years, hundred percent. Taken two thousand years for us to figure it out, and they finally did. No. Two thousand years. I don't know how old. No, I know. For, I know okay. for a fact it's not three years <laughs> no, ago. Earth is only two thousand. That is like years. doubling oh, down on even evangelical yes. Christians. Yes, 100%. Yeah. 
four thousand, thousand years. Okay. Two thousand. It will always be two thousand. <laughs> Zoe's believers so, that straight up we walked with the dinosaurs ago, and it was so three years ago. Okay. Anything's ancient Egypt. Gavin? I'm just going to go with my favorite answer, which is the 1960s. <laughs> the entire decade. 1960s? <laughs> 60s? Okay. 1960s. It's got to be ancient okay. Egypt, but ancient I'm going to give Egypt. a fun answer and say that the real answer is E, none of the above. Let's do it tonight. <laughs> The answer is ancient Egypt. Of course! uh, Of course! Historians claim many ancient Egyptians' texts refer to autofellatio. A document called The Book of Overthrowing Apophis features a poem about the sun god Ra creating other gods Shu and Tefnut after sucking his own dick and spitting the semen onto the ground. You, you, there was Did such you say all of that on the Rosetta Stone? <laughs> that you're your <laughs> That's the edict. There was a, a hieroglyphic of that happening right, in the yeah. wall. We knew what it said in Greek. <laughs> we finally understand that this picture of a god sucking his own dick means sucking your own dick. <laughs> And that's just so interesting to think. Such an advanced society, the ancient Egyptians, that they were sucking their own dicks way back then. Something they, that we don't... Still, people we can't but even believe. Uh, Eduardo, technically, they weren't, because that was just a... like a like a, That was a legend that was about a god sucking yeah, his own dick. That's not an official account of someone sucking his own dick. Yet right? another well. thing to pile onto the... To onto the list of Egyptian myths. But three years ago in Poughkeepsie, it yeah, happened. I'm just saying. That's right. Maybe a 1960s mo- is the right answer. A modern Egyptian Or man. Marilyn Manson. That's the end of the game, and like all games, I forgot to uh, keep tally, and so we'll just have to declare an official winner next time. Oh, that's nice, Everardo. Well, you know what, everyone? It's been a long show, but it's been a fun show. Let's give it up one more time for Zoe, Greg, and Gavin, the team. Let's give it up for Everardo, the intern. Let's give it up for my gorgeous son, Andy, and Sean in the booth. My name's Roland, and you know what? I did it out of order, so one last time, let's do it for my gorgeous son, Andy. 